My name is El De Niro, and welcome to episode 86 of the Midnight Hour. This episode is up a little bit earlier than usual, so if you want to show your appreciation, why not do so with a like or a rating or whatever. I'm joined on this episode by Lucemore, who is a regular recurring guest and also a subscriber, a listener, one of you guys. His name is Ali, and uh, he is a biology student, as far as I know, and this topic was actually his idea. He posted it on the subreddit for the Midnight Hour, which is reddit.com slash or slash Midnight Hour, and um, his post was about animals and, like, their crazy superpowers that they've developed so um i mean it was about one specific case and this episode is about several cases and several examples of that so it's a pretty cool episode i'm actually really really happy with it and i hope that it will pave the way for more listener appearances on the show this episode was very well tailored to ali's um I guess his specialist subject, um, I think he was very well spoken and I really, really enjoyed the conversation. There were several things he said that were mind blowing and uh, I'm sure that you guys will really, really enjoy listening to it. So um, the conversation kind of naturally diverged into what we think humanity will be like when, I I guess in the future, when we have super advanced uh, VR and stuff like that Um, and sort of just the nature of human consciousness and, you know, sort of the way that every Midnight Hour episode goes. I guess it stays on topic for a while and then it tailors off into a rant or you know a terrified speech about existential dread so um with all of that out of the way the song that opened the show was Dancing With Myself by Blink-182 which is a cover of Billy Idol and I I heard it like by accident the other day I had never heard it before even though I'm a huge fan of Blink-182 and uh, it's so bad that it's good. Like, it's objectively terrible. Like, it's woeful. But it was back before Blink had a kind of a refined sound. Like, when they were just sort of a raw punk band before they turned into a pop punk band. I'm sure any true hardcore punk fans out there will be really annoyed at me saying that. But whatever. Like, it sounds punk rock to me. It's it's outrageously sloppy and all over the place. And somehow really <laughs> enjoyable. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And I've made a terrible mistake by playing it. Um... But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. The Twitters of the guests on the show will be linked in the description on both YouTube and SoundCloud. If you're linking on, if you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, leave a like and a repost, please. If you would, I would really appreciate it. You can also download it from SoundCloud if you're on a computer. I believe there's some way of doing it on a phone, but I haven't been able to figure it out. If you're listening on YouTube, obviously that's good for you, and you can download it by whatever illegal way of doing that there is that exists it's not like i make any money off the show anyway um also if you're listening on itunes and you know you want to leave a rating i'd really appreciate that so with all of that out of the way we're going to get right into the episode loose more does the intro to this episode and from what i can remember the call actually cuts out so you might not even hear it properly but um hey it's so bad it's good right it's rough around the edges and it's punk rock and that's the midnight hour so with all that out of the way enjoy I'd ask the world to dance and be dancing with myself. Oh, oh, dancing with myself. Oh, 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 dancing with myself. Oh, 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 o
power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys, my name is Elden Hero and welcome to episode 86 of the Midnight Owl. An owl is an animal that can be awakened when animals are asleep, which is a great superpower. I'm Elden Hero, thank you for this. <laughs> I wondered where that was going. Yeah, I decided to link it to the topic in some way, which I don't think I've ever done before, so that's good. Um, so I'm Elden Hero, as I just said, and I'm joined today by Lucemore. Oh. And biologist... Ali, just go with it. Hello. Uh, Hello. He is a submarine, um, so <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, no, but he is a listener of the show who uh, responded to my advert on Craigslist. Uh, no, for real though, he posted a topic on Reddit which was uh, he thought would be relevant to the show, and I decided to make an episode out of it, so um, that's pretty cool. And if that's not incentive to post in the fucking subreddit, I don't know what is. So today we're going to talk about animals that have, like, superpowers basically like the type of thing that if a comic book character had he would be like oh yeah that, that's definitely a superpower so um who actually wants to go first do you have something like a technical alley that can like you know ease uh, you into yeah. the podcast and stuff i can start us off i don't know if you guys are aware of this but um so there's lagerhead sea turtles and so a lot of these animals it kind of correlates with the idea of vision and um scientists observed that um, they'd always return to the same coastline to um, lay their eggs, um, coincidentally, where they were born also. And they were baffled as to how sort of the turtles would get around and know how to arrive at a certain coast. And it turns out that some of their shells sort of act like a magnetic GPS system, and they're able to sort of correlate where um, the coast is by remembering the gravitational pull in one area. And so when they're swimming, they can sense the sort of magnetic strength and guide them to the correct place, which is bloody ridiculous. What the fuck? When they were studying this, actually, at first, um, because they noticed the pattern, they got metal cages to... Um, like, conservationists got metal cages to get their sea turtles. And... The study just showed completely inconclusive, and it was because the metal cage was interfering with their sort of magnetic uh, navigation system. That's why it didn't work shit. at first. So, yeah. Whoa. We're just not that impressive, are we, really, as people? Like, sea turtles can do that. Well, if and you like, think about it, the, when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used to, like, their weapons were, like, swords and knives and shit, and they just put those on their shell. Like, I mean, sure, they were tied by a piece of string or whatever, but, like, that's never gonna hold it in. So it makes sense that there's some magnet thing going on there. I mean, you have just brought science to a cartoon, and it, it doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> what would this podcast be if it weren't cross-referencing science? <laughs> With fictional universes <laughs> created for children. Um, yeah, for real though, that is a fucking mind-blowing thing. Turtles use some magnetic, like, GPS means of finding their way around the planet. And there's like a lot of marine um, sort of animals that have been shown to do this as well. Like, I think everyone knows that sharks can see electricity, and that's because of the water... Um, and the ions in the water that's it's sort of it's like a rich texture they can see 
Okay, firstly, you said now. I think everyone knows that a shark can see electricity. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? I, I, I wasn't going to put that out. Then I, I thought I wasn't going to go with it in case you knew. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but as the host yeah. of the okay. show, I felt like I had to, I had to bring my ignorance <laughs> so, to attention there. I apologize. So uh, sharks have something called electroreception, and it's basically they have they're really sensitive to electrical fields, um, and they receive sort of electrical signals from their environment. Uh, because they have like pores all over their head, and um, the hair responds to um, electrical polarity, and yeah, so it, it's adapted to so like they can sense vibration, um, electrical stimuli, and even sound. Jesus. And that's because of the sort of um, how rich in ions the water is, because so it can conduct the electricity quite well. We're, like, straight up unaware about a lot of shit that goes on with other species on the planet, aren't we? Like, I never even understood that before. Like, yeah. How, and, and sharks can, like, smell blood that's, like, two miles away and shit like that. Like, they're goddamn super yeah, sh- creatures. Sh- sharks are really not to be messed with. Like, I feel like they just evolved to be the most dominant species possible, like... You do not want to be near a shark at all. Isn't but it strange, that's... though, that they've gotten smaller? Like, the Megalodon was, like, 130 feet long or something like that. That's not accurate at all, surely. I think it was, like, I don't know, 30 feet or something. But, like, now, like, the biggest shark is not that big. And I mean, still, if, point. I, if, I, if I was face-to-face with a shark, I am guaranteed to shit myself. Yeah. I think it's big enough. But, I mean, I don't know. Have they gone smaller? Well, there's nothing that compares to the Megalodon, and I guess that's, like, where sharks are descended from. So, like, I mean, the the species has gotten smaller, or, like, the thing, whatever the evolutionary dialogue is, has gotten smaller, like, contextually over time. Whereas, like, I don't know, I mean, the blue whale is the biggest animal that's ever lived. Which, does that fucking disappoint anyone else? Like, it disappoints me. That's kind of rubbish. Like, yeah, I mean, as animal or mammals go, like, that's, it's not an interesting one, is it? Nah, it's not even like violent or anything. They're they're apparently nah. like quite benign creatures. It's not like yeah. you know when I picture something that big, I really just want carnage and destruction and you know widespread death and fear. Whereas blue whales just don't really do it for me. If there was a shark as big as a blue whale, I mean I don't know because I'm already too afraid to go near the ocean. But I just feel like I want that fear like enhanced somewhat you know just Mm. i feel like if a praying mantis was the size of a blue whale like that would rule the earth you know i mean they're already scary looking as it is like a blue whale isn't really that scary it's like a a, it's like it doesn't even look like anything it's just kind of like a fat fish you know what i mean (laughs) isn't it weird how some people are more scared of spiders than a blue whale Yeah. In comparison to size. Like, I think if I was in the ocean and I saw a blue whale, my fear there is, like, I hope he doesn't accidentally brush against me and, like, you know, (laughs) fuck my shipping vessel up or whatever. But, but, like, my fear is not, I hope he doesn't eat me. Because, like, I know that A, he won't, and B, he fucking can't. Because. But also, equally, I think if you saw a blue whale in your toilet, you'd you'd be freaking out, I think. So I think it's all relative. I mean, yes, but I I think that that's slightly for a spider in the ocean. That'd be fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's completely true. When you when you reverse the situations. 
just swimming, like you're under there, the blue whale's over there somewhere, and then just a fucking spider comes in. If there was yeah. a blue whale, like, spinning webs in the corner of my room, I would be fucking terrified. <laughs> there we go, you see. Have you ever seen, like, a blue whale baby? Uh, no. They grow at ridiculous... Like, I'm pretty sure, like, some blue whales go up in size by 200 pounds a day. What? Yeah. That's, like, heavier than one of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they weigh up to, like, 200 tons, which is, like, more than 400,000 pounds. One, one factoid I have about whales... What's the difference between a fact and a factoid, by the way? That That's someone in the chat post that. Chat, the comments, whatever. Um... Uh, when a blue whale ejaculates, it releases 50,000 gallons of sperm into the ocean. Jesus Christ. How is the ocean not just predominantly <laughs> blue whale sperm? Well, because it's predominantly human garbage. So. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot of room for the whale sperm to move yeah. around. In. Well, like, the ocean is 50% blue whale sperm yeah. and like the plastic that goes on like beer cans. Yeah, and, and shopping trolleys. <laughs> that, that's about 35% of it right there. Yeah. Um, but going back to uh, about sharks being able to see electricity, um, I kind of wanted to talk about the electric eel and the fact that there is a species of animal on this planet that fucking radiates electricity. Like, does that does that not seem really fucked up to you when you think about it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, like... it's it's weird, but I mean, that even an animal has electric in front of it. It's like a fucking Pokemon. Yeah, you know it's I mean? it's got um, electroreceptors in its body, and they, like, detect changes in the electrical field around the eel. So when they're surrounded by prey or whatever, like, they know. Like, they... It is, it is literally a sixth sense. Like, it's another sense that they have, something that we're not capable of understanding. So they have, like, an electric field... And uh, they like they have like a pulse type radar thing. So when there's prey coming, they're able to like smother it and you know knock it out with electricity. And st- they're basically a living, breathing stun gun with the agency to act on its own accord. So, but but aren't we quite similar in the sense that like our heart beats due to electricity, and that's how our brain functions as well. I guess, but I feel like I feel like that's kind of a different type of electricity because it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like electrolytes that we're using to. You, you could never like transfer that electricity to, to power em- TV. Well, like to emit pain, even or like to you know to to give some kind of yeah it's, yeah. No. I mean, yes, it's electricity, but it's like the science. This is technically electricity type way. Words. Yeah, it's like, oh, can you feel the electricity in the stadium? It's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> Stop it. There's n- no, no one can, idiot. This is um, Come on, lads. England are winning 1-0 against Slovakia in the 71st minute. There is no electricity. Yeah. From a Wayne Rooney penalty. Yeah, in the 48th. Yeah. It's just, to... speaking of Wayne Rooney, I was going to mention about how there's an ape playing for Manchester United earning 300 <laughs> grand a week, and that's an animal superpower. But then, like, the Sun ran some story about how Ross Barkley is an ape, and it turns out that he is, like, of African heritage, and he could have played for Nigeria because his granddad is Nigerian. And then the son was like, oh shit, we didn't know that, yo, when we said that deliberately racist thing. And now it's come out that the son actually published the fucking story in the first place about Ross Barkley being eligible to play for Nigeria. So 
Um, basically, I said a thing that you could construe as racist, but as far as I know, Wayne Rooney is entirely white, so fuck you. And and also, it's not racist if he kind of looks like a, an ape. Yeah, I, I actually use the term ape in a derogatory way a lot towards old white men who are very... who lack social skills, if you know what I mean. Like... Yeah, it just I, I I was saying Neanderthal for a long time, and then people were like, "You say that all the time," so I changed it to Silverback Gorilla. But that's actually a compliment when you say it about yeah. a guy because it means he's really strong. So now I'm thinking like I should probably just stop calling people apes because I don't want to wind up in a situation where I've said something that's literally racist and you know ruin my life over it. So yeah. That, I mean, have you seen those videos of apes' memory, like uh, chimps' memory, and how quick their brain works as well, though? Uh, no, but I have seen videos of them reacting to magic tricks. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. What no, about like, the one who likes James Franco? I don't want to have anything to do with a thing, a being of any kind that likes James Franco. Thank you very much. I'm really going on a reference to the movie. Um, um, yeah, the apes oh, the Dawn of the Planet of the Rise of the Sequel of the Apes. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Sorry, I didn't know James Franco was in it. Does he get his face eaten off by apes? Because if he does, I'll totally watch it. Nah, he like becomes best friends with a. With a yeah. James Talking Franco, of... if you're listening, fuck you. Sorry, Ali, continue. <laughs> Talking of apes, uh, on a slight different animal superpower, um, the Incredible Hulk can sort of. It's it has some scientific credential to it in the sense that we could, I mean, if you want to look green, that's maybe not possible. Um, but the inspiration I believe behind the Incredible Hulk was um, due to a microorganism, like a bacteria, um, the Onychocus uh, radiodrans. I think I butchered that name completely, so I apologise to that bacterium. Yes, yeah, science but, um, is really hard to read. <laughs> yeah, it really mm. is. Um, but it, uh, they call it coding the bacterium, and I mean I'm not seeing the Incredible Hulk, but I'm, I think the story is how he's exposed to radiation. Yeah, yeah, much. and that's so... why Lusmore is here. He <laughs> puts in the legwork ahead of time. Um, so yeah, that basically that um, bacterium it can able to sort of rebuild DNA, and they're using it to see how um, we can have cancer patients because obviously um when you have cancer your dna sort of fragmenting and breaking down um so that sort of stabilizes it and so yeah if we can get the bacterium working in humans which is i mean it sounds easy but it's not um damn (laughs) we can like repair a lot of genetic modification um that happens inside the body and yeah so we can become the incredible hulk so aaron's dreams of potentially becoming the Incredible Hulk one day could become a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I just really need to go near more, like, gamma radiation. That's my only problem. Like, so far, I've not gone near any, um, which is a real letdown. I mean, there's, you know, zero chance of me ever becoming a Hulk with that. Your Mm. laptop is so old that it's probably made out of pure radiation that was imported (laughs) from Ukraine in, like, 19... That's true, yeah. It's it's mostly made up of, like, asbestos and radiation. (laughs) If anything, your superpower is the fact that you're still alive, despite having lived in Wisbeck. There's zero breathing irregularities, and that's my superpower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if... 
If I could have one superpower, I would like it to be some sort of regenerative thing that stops me from aging. Like, it, I, as far as I know, like, in, in science terms, we're not actually that far away from getting that. Like, it's it's quite the leap from what we have now to actually being able to achieve, you know, maybe not immortality, but age, longevity and stuff. But, like we'll probably be able to do it in our lifetime to, to at least at the very least to keep someone's mind really active at the age of like 120, they could still have the mind of like a 45 year old or something. Um, there's like some drugs that exist that they're testing on mice and stuff. And, uh, I love how scientifically I talk when I talk about these issues. Um, but yeah, like basically in the future we'll be able to regenerate, um, uh, things in your brain. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> uh, Why would you want that, though? Um, My deepest fear is losing control of my mind. I, th- I think, uh, I mean, for me, I don't know what, what other people think, but, like, dementia is, like, that. Like, that horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think the, the, the losing the that part of your brain and not remembering is just, like, terrifying, isn't it? Like, to be, like, I th- I, I'm for me anyway. Like I'm not too fussed about like sharks. Like I'm I'm happy to go in the ocean, but like, <laughs> the dementia scares me. So yeah. But like I mean I've not really met many de- people with dementia, but like from videos online and so on, I've seen the, the people with it don't seem that alarmed because like they don't realize they're losing their memory. So I think like from an outsider's perspective, it seems scary. But I mean. Yeah, that's true. Like. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just don't like the idea of um, having such a disconnect with the self, right? Because that, that is ultimately all that you actually are. And, like, for all you know, you're in a straitjacket shouting all of this into a mirror right now. But, like, I don't know. Like, just having agency of the self, that to me is, like, the most important thing. And I just am really... Uh, disturbed and unsettled at the thought of even even though like your thoughts literally control you like you have no control over your own thoughts and everybody listening like sorry but you don't actually control any of your own thoughts but still i just don't like the idea of me thinking things were completely different than they are i don't know it's a deeply rooted fear it's a strange thing like reconciling the fact that i wish i was dead combining it with the fact that i also want to be alive forever but there you go. That's, uh, that's why fine. why do you dissociate your thoughts from yourself um well like, is, is it not the same thing would you say i don't know i i feel like like, I feel like the last thing I want in life is to be 100. Like, if you see people who are 80, like, they look they look like they don't want to be alive. So, I, don't, I mean, personally speaking, I don't know. The thought of living whilst old, like, just seems terrible. But, I mean, it, it, I get your point in the sense that, like, it probably will be possible. Like, in Japan now, they sell more adult nappies than baby nappies, which is ridiculous. Yeah, um, isn't, like, the population of Britain is growing at a rate where there's, like, going to be literally way more pensioners than yeah. any other age demographic combined in like yeah it's the, the aging population is it's yeah it's quite the worry but like yes yeah, so i just don't I, people 
say they want to live till they're like 150. But personally, if I make it, to, I mean, I don't deserve to make it to 50, to be honest, with my health. So. Oh no, same. <laughs> I, I I I will be out of here in the next four years. But the, I I guess, I guess when I think about this, like I I'm doing it with the caveat of the knowledge that there will be a future where having a healthy brain is all that matters over having a healthy body because we're going to be at a stage where we can upload our consciousness to some form of like an internet type thing where you experience everything in virtual reality as opposed to actual reality so as long as i have a healthy mind that can experience vr i can be whatever i want to be that's totally fine i i mean i don't want to have to fucking walk around with a walking stick or like drive around on one of those scooter things or any of that i like i I, I'd definitely rather be dead than do that but as long as i can think and live in a world where being able to think is enough of a reward you know because of what allows that to happen then i'm totally down for that i guess mm. i will just say that uh you, you know talking about superpowers and superheroes uh, I'm already kind of a superhero because Bruce Banner <laughs> is uh, he's a superhero, and in his bio on the website Wikipedia, it says Bruce Banner, a physically weak, socially withdrawn, and emotionally reserved. So, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, are all of those things. It's true. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time. Uh, you yeah. You could probably beat me in an arm wrestling match, though. Ugh, I mean, what from here? <laughs> in nah. the future, maybe. Yeah, maybe in the future. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that shouldn't really be too hard to do, right? You're just going to be testing people's strength against each other. There's got to be a way to upload that pretty easily. Yeah. I love how you could completely... <laughs> they, they should be able to do that, like... But, I mean... Um... Like, you get so many questions, um, like, especially for my family. They think, like, doing a biology degree means you know everything. So they're like, could we make dinosaurs? Could, like, and I don't know anything. <laughs> but, like, literally, I can't think of anything that isn't possible these days. Like, the rate things are going, like, um, I'm not sure how many people listening to this podcast are aware of, like, what Elon Musk is doing with Neuralink. Um, but... Yeah, I just I I wouldn't discredit anything like even making dinosaurs like yeah I'll say it's possible. Wait, there is a person alive in the world right now that has eaten woolly mammoth. Like that alone really? is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. There was he he was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. If if he's not still alive, I apologize. And he died in the last five years. And rest in peace, that guy. But I I read about him. He 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 was um exploring the Arctic, I think. Or probably the Antarctic, or one of them anyway. And uh, he got, like, trapped in some fucking cave or some shit. And there was, like, a woolly mammoth that got perfectly preserved by, you know, being frozen for so long. And he was able to dig it out and cook it. And he said that it tasted like um, really, really, really out-of-date steak, which is literally what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why. But, uh, Imagine just shock on his face when he found that out. I know. <laughs> imagine eating a woolly mammoth. That's some, that's some shit. I mean, imagine seeing a woolly mammoth and being like, well, thank God you're here. I'm starving. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I mean, I guess because you study biology, like people think that you have a superpower, <laughs> like you have a knowledge that is respected so much, like it just goes beyond what your average person like knows or understands about the universe and stuff. So you probably know some like serious shit about stuff that we have no idea. I mean, for example, the whole thing about turtles with their magnetic gps in their shell or the fact that sharks see in pure computer code i think it was that you said uh, it does <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up but as a biologist tell me this why am i sad all the time <laughs> anyway um i i wanted to talk about ants because they're fucking amazing like in terms of their like pound for pound strength like, if they were a human, they would be able to lift up a speedboat. Like, that's how strong they are. And it's, like, nothing to them. Like, they can just do that with, like, their fucking antlers or whatever. And um, they put it on their back. But, like, one ant by itself is, like, an idiot. Like, if you had one ant in a room and you were talking to it, it would be like having a conversation with Wayne Rooney. Like, just n- no light behind their eyes, nothing going on. But when you have a bunch of them in a row, they're just like collectively genius and they create like these transatlantic highways in their in their homes and stuff and they have like traffic systems and they have like delegation of work and they have like hierarchical structures and stuff like that and it's it's just insane learning about ants and how like they literally do have the power to take over the world like that's not just a thing that people say like for every one human alive today there are 10 million ants <laughs> so you know, don't yeah. fuck with the ants. They'll they'll really fuck you up. But just as and, a species, they're phenomenal. And as is the movie Ants, is that realistic? Would Woody Allen really be friends with Sylvester Stallone? That's what I'm really asking. No, because Sylvester Stallone isn't an underage girl that's related to him. Boom! Over everyone's head who's never seen the movie Ants. Seriously, but... though. Fuck Woody Allen, though. Like, that dude is, like, not only a, a pedophile, but also, like, an incest pedophile. And, like, that's got to be, like, the worst thing ever. And, like, he's still allowed direct movies. Like, what the hell? Him and no. him and Roman Polanski should like be like they should be charged for their crimes. That's what I think. As <laughs> the a, criminals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they are have literally guys, criminals. Have you guys seen how like ants um like survive flooding? No, actually. Oh. Do they build tiny boats? <laughs> no, they actually they they can do that. They like they build life rafts, but it's out of their own bodies. Holy shit. So so what they do is they all and so what they they get like their jaws and their legs and just they use their body to sort of hold each other. It's like same community of ants and they'll hold each other so when a flood or whatever happens and they stick together and that's how their communities stay intact. You know what's so amazing to me, right? Is that I could say at the very end of this podcast surprise we recorded this on april 1st none of this shit actually real. <laughs> and people would be like ah i was wondering because <laughs> none of that seems realistic yeah but the, the crazy thing is that like when they found the ants doing the same thing again um and i think it's quite cruel because i think what they did was essentially just continuously flood these ants and just causing them stress oh, but um <laughs> the ants take their like they go to their like original position so it's like they sort of have a 
hierarchy structure of when a flood happens and if one is to die, it's like a fire a escape plan. Time. Yeah, yeah, genuinely, it's like the, the, everyone knows their position and they get in and they sort of look. <laughs> the safety warden puts on his high vis jacket <laughs> and they Close his whistle. They all get outside and it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, this is a drill. I have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like, I can't even imagine how that... It, does that happen in the movie Ants with a Z on the end, Lucemore? Um, Our pop culture yeah, analyst. <laughs> um, I, don't, I can't remember, really. Uh, it, might, it must do. I mean, I know there's a point where like, they float down a river on a, on a leaf, um, which... Um, it's practical. I mean, they could just float down on a river with each other. No, I mean, I, so. I, I saw that movie in the cinema and the whole time I was thinking even even as a, a nine year old or whatever I was I was like this is just not as good as A Bug's Life it doesn't have any of the yeah. charm or anything and no. also as a nine year old kid I'm pretty sure that Woody Allen wants to touch me So <laughs> you was... saw that oh, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> through the ant CGI I was like yep <laughs> um, no for real though they're just an incredible species and I, I would recommend that everyone go and look at the show where or there's like a documentary on you if you type in ant documentary i don't know how many of them there could be but um they they got like some cement and like funneled it into an ant hole so eventually what they did was fill the entire thing up with cement and then they dug around the ant hole and so you get to see what it actually looks like as it goes down and it's called an ant hill, not an ant hole. Fun fact that I just remembered as I was talking. <clears throat> uh, so you can actually see what it looks like. It's a, like as a concrete structure, and it's just—it's like a—it's a metropolis that like that they 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 create for themselves, and they all live in in their own like little systems and social structures and stuff. And they have actual visible social structures, and like they have wars with each other and stuff, and like it's just fucking crazy, like. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's ants or like another type of ant or like an insect or whatever. But like going back to like how different animals like perceive their environment, they use the sky to sort of as a map. So like the position. I mean, we think they do this. Like it's hard to like ask an ant like, is this what you're doing? But I mean, yeah, they never um, respond. Yeah, mm. it's they're the rudest creatures you could ever work with. They're they, absolute nightmare. Yeah, and they never. <laughs> I they feel always like that about a lot of animals. Yeah. Ignorant, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's true. Uh, we think they have like sort of a um, photographic memory of the sky, and that's how they get around places and remember where they are because of the position of the sun, the moon, and everything. I would say that again... I have a photographic memory of the sky. To be fair, like if I'm picturing it right now, I don't even have to open my curtains. I'm like, yeah, it's blue, and there might be a couple of clouds up there. Blue and a bit of clouds in Ireland. It is. It's, it's <laughs> late April. We got some... Hold on. I'll, I'll open the yeah. curtains. I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky. Okay, impressive. It's freezing outside, but there is not a cloud in the sky, which is perfect weather for Jack Frost to come around and put frost on the ground. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Jack Frost <laughs> to come around and steal from the church... Boxing. Yeah, I think he was Jesus's nemesis, wasn't he? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. He is villain numero uno in a book I like to call the Bible. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, are we done on ants? Anyone have anything else to add about ants? Uh, 
No, I mean, other than just, you know, see Bugs Life and Ants, you know, they're both good animated movies from the 90s. I don't think Ants is good at all. Uh... I, I did enjoy it. I haven't seen it as an adult. Uh, I have seen Bugs Life, though, and that is genuinely still good. But, I would um, say just watch A Bugs Life. Yeah, I mean, that, that does cover more of the uh, bug... And other, like, ants and, you know, where the ants just covers ants. So if you do want more than just ants, watch Bugs Life. There's, there's a movie called Them. It's Them! Uh, exclamation mark. I believe it's from 1962. Um, and it's black and white. And it's about, I don't know, probably radiation. Because it's always radiation. And basically ants become gigantic. And the American military has to fight them. And they start taking over a city. And uh, if you have Sky Movies, it's it's on TCM sometimes during the day, if that's still a channel. I'm going off information that was true 15 years From ago. From 1962. Yeah, yeah. TCM is the the classical... The, what's it, the, yeah, it's Turner Classic Movies. Turner Classic that's Movies, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, and them, exclamation mark, is absolutely a classic movie. Um, but yeah, just for the people who... Uh, if anyone's wondering, because like I, I talk about like these kind of afternoon matinee movies a lot. Um, I used to watch like movies from the fifties and sixties all the time as a kid. I never saw you know Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King or any Disney movie. I was raised on whatever was on the TV at the time, which for some reason was always old movies about radioactive ants. But um, you know, you got to prepare for when they inevitably come and kill us all. So. Um, and that's science right there, so... Yeah, um, I can back that up, yeah. Who <clears throat> wants to go next? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, although this does sound like an onion headline. Um, <laughs> sea cucumbers can shapeshift by essentially liquefying their bodies to squeeze through small gaps. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know sea cucumbers were an animal let alone like not a vegetable that lives in the sea uh, uh, whatever um, <laughs> do you say that vegetables live in places <laughs> I mean this is just blo- I mean the whole thing the whole sentence is really just blowing my mind but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean when you have the words shapeshift sea cucumbers and liquefying just in one sentence that's just amazing it's, isn't um, it weird that the first thing that came to my head was Donald Trump uh, I mean, uh, it, do you want? I can send you the picture, and weirdly, it looks like Donald Trump. Okay, send um, me it. Send it this way. I gotta have a look. Uh, it's, you do not sound like a man who's capable of sending a picture right now. <laughs> uh, not in the affirmative. Uh, you know, like a, a mouse can squeeze through a keyhole. What? No way. Yeah, they liquefy there. <laughs> I don't know what they do. They have a really bendy structure of like they. Yeah, they can... That's crazy, I've never heard of that. Hold on, that might not be true, I'm going to have to Google that. My art teacher told me that when I was 11. So um, Through a keyhole? Can a mouse squeeze... This is live research, if you're ever wondering how to research stuff. Uh, there's a website I like to call Google. Can a mouse squeeze through a keyhole? Jesus, doesn't seem like they can. Uh, a mouse can fit through a hole the diameter of a biro. Which is even smaller than a fucking... Whoa, holy shit, there's a video of a mouse squeezing through a cage. Yeah, they can squeeze through a keyhole. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah, How how big is the gap between the cage? About the size of a keyhole. 
Oh my god! Seriously? He goes through like the smallest part of it too. What the fuck? That shit cray. I used to have two pet mice. Come at me, animal rights activists. Did they ever escape through a keyhole? Oh my god, it actually is Donald Trump. It does look like Donald Trump. I, yeah. I think it's because it has so many eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the exact representation of the amount of brain cells he has. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Jeez, like, it looks kind of... I don't know, does it look disgusting or delicious? I I can't tell. I if it it kind of looks like one of those cakes that have, like, Smarties on the top. That yeah. You get, like, yeah. Do I feel sick to my stomach or starving? I can't tell. Yeah. So that's alive, I take it. That's a thing, yeah, and it can apparently shapeshift by liquefying their body so it can, like, move about and stuff. Hmm. Um, just sticking with shapeshifting for a moment, everyone knows about the chameleon, which is a, a, a reptile that can, like, it changes colour based on its surroundings. Yeah. Would be amazing if me and Ali were like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Like before, when he mentioned like the thing about sharks, we were like, "What?" And we were like, "Chameleons? What? No." Yeah. You mean that song, Karma Chameleon? That's that's a song, dude. That's not a real. Yeah. Um, that's such a bad song. It's gonna be in my head for the rest of the night. Uh, so like, the chameleon is actually not that impressive. I mean, like, I've been in a pet shop and seen them, and like, sure, they change color, and that's great. But I mean, I can still see them and know that they're there. However, there's a better chameleon called the mimic octopus. Yes. And it is a sea creature with so many... Look, you all know what an octopus is. Um, Mimic octopus is one of those. And it, like, changes to fucking anything. It changes into, like... It, it's, like, so smart. It knows which fish are the, are the predators. And it basically just changes into them. And you should just go and, like... Just Google Mimic Octopus and look at the YouTube videos of it and how it changes into other stuff, and it's, like, frightening that an animal can do this shit. Like, it is actually mind-blowing. It's amazing that it knows... I think the more impressive than changing its skin or camouflage is the fact that it knows what each predator goes after. Yeah. Because its brain process has to be like, okay, this has gone after this, so when this chases me, I turn into... Like, that's just... They are notoriously yeah, think... intelligent creatures, aren't they? Uh, I have not studied mimic octopuses. Wow, and you call but yourself I... a biologist. <laughs> I, I mean, believe it's they... octopi. <laughs> 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 I mean, if they can do that, then... Yeah, they ha they, th they're known for being really clever. Um, take it from me. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just... Isn't it just like... Uh... People who learn how to be f funny to avoid getting beaten up. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Like a mimic octopus is basically just mimicking other things so it doesn't get beaten up by, like, better <laughs> animals of the sea, isn't that? Yeah, that, that's, uh, like, that's that whole, um, that's the survival of the fittest thing, right? It's like, survival of the fittest doesn't mean that, like, the one that has the the highest level of physical fitness it's the word fit is because of how it fits into its environment yeah and uh it, it's that whole like I like this is like a really crass thing to say and i understand that like people will be mad or whatever but like you know the way a bully knows which person it can get away with bullying yeah. like they 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 know which ones are like awkward enough that they they won't. They zone in on the weakest of the bunch, basically. <laughs> I'm yeah. not trying to say bully victims are weak, but rather 
a bully's perception of which person that they'll get away with picking on, basically. Like, that's, like, some sort of evolutionary, like, talent that's... Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it's, it's really hard to phrase that without being, like, people who get bullied are... Um, just like yeah, a flashing weak, weak light on a, a radar term. of weakness. <laughs> weak, weak is a half term. Yeah, but it's almost like the person uh, is is don't always speak up for themselves, and that's not to do with weakness. That's to do with it's it's like character traits. It's like it's just yeah. like the reason people don't sit next to me on on the bus is because I give them a look that says, "If you do this, I will literally break both of your legs." So fine. You're not inviting seat. someone to sit next to you. That doesn't mean to say, you know, that you're an angry person who wants to when you are. But no, that right, just you... happens to be true as well. That's not yeah. implied by this, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just an aside thing. But yeah, it's it's that that like that basically is like survival of the fittest and how well you fit into your environment. Now I will counter my example of the bully thing, in spite of the fact that. It's a really good example that everyone can relate to, but you know, if you yeah. if you bully someone in school, you will literally get beaten up, uh, or you're just gonna have a bad rest of your life, or whatever, because you are subhuman scum. So um, I think that covers everything nicely. <laughs> I feel like the terms and conditions on this show just get bigger and bigger every week, and I have to yeah. keep adding stuff. Um, so anyway, octopuses. Good bullies, bad. But yeah, how how creatures fit into their environment like truly is fascinating, and it should be. I I think they should be praised for their efforts. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mean it's weird that so many creatures and animals share so many uh like we regard them as human characteristics. But they're not. They're they're living characteristics. They're like a fucking flower does what it takes to survive. You know what I mean? A bee does it. Like we we do it as well. Like we always regard them as like human characteristics. But they're not. They're just uh, living things. Do all of those things to survive. You know. It's great when you see a dog and it has like a f- physical. Um, portrayal of like shame like it knows it's done something bad and it it feels like really bad about it like it i just i or or, like one of my favorite things in the world is watching videos of cats falling into swimming pools and the way they get out and they're just like oh i meant that whoa that was (laughs) just a trick that i did (laughs) like they're so like visibly put off by it like it gets in the way of their sort of stoic sensibilities that they have yeah um yeah it's it's it like it's funny how you can see those traits in creatures and stuff like that yeah um is it my no i did the octopus um ali hit us up with another fucked up animal thing (laughs) (laughs) um it's a topic right so dolphins um have you guys ever heard of the mirror test is that the thing about dolphins and wolves? Because I researched the <laughs> shit out of that before I came on. <laughs> no, no, so the mirror test is basically like, um, it's like a human set um, centipede? Test. centipede? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> wow. That's fucked <laughs> no, so, um, <laughs> um, It's basically how we, like humans determine whether an animal is intelligent or not um, by setting our own uh, intelligence sort of spectrum on 
uh, animals, and it's basically where the animals can recognize themselves. So I'm not sure if you've seen the videos of like chimps or apes or whatever just seeing themselves in there and being like, "Oh my god, that's me! This is amazing." Oh, I've seen I've um, seen a video where they put like a mirror in a jungle. And like, yeah, exactly. And, and they recorded yeah. like each animal's reaction to it and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. And I was talking to a friend about this, and um, he was like, "But that's not impressive at all." And like the, the fact that an animal, so we'd look at it as something, oh, that's not impressive at all for an animal to recognize a mirror or recognize their own body shape. But it's the fact that they're not in an environment where they've seen a mirror before. So to instantly sort of recognize this is me instead of this is someone else just shows like an amazing other. I don't even know how to put it. It's just a sense of awareness that this wasn't made by me. So like for a dolphin to be like, yeah, this is a mirror and this is showing me what I look like. And that was made by that human. Even though I've never seen this before, I know exactly what it does, which is just crazy. Yeah, it is also weird that I still get surprised by my own shadow and animals know. <laughs> exactly. You know. You ever do that thing where like you look in the mirror and just look directly into your eyes and then keep doing that for like 10 minutes until you and get And then it. you just see then you just see fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and someone yeah. You know, the voices in your head start telling you to just burn this whole thing down. Um Yeah. No, but like if you I don't like this is like I'm this is a you know whole another plane of consciousness here I'm about to describe but if you if you look in the mirror at yourself for like 10 minutes you'll just get this really palpable fright feeling in your stomach when you realize that that is what you are like <laughs> that like I don't know I'm sure someone I'm sure just a wave of disappointment just comes through like oh okay this is me it's not even yeah. it's not like disappointment it's like sudden awareness that you exist or i don't know that that you've been looking at a manifestation of your being like you're looking at like a physical representation of the fact that you are a thing because like how often do you uh, i'm saying this generally i do it like every second of every day but how often do you just think like jesus i i am on a rock that's hurtling through space and i just happened into this existence and I exist in this skin, and it's really weird. Like, does anyone else like feel that sense of like, like, just Jesus Christ? What the fuck is this whole thing all about? Or is that just? It, I think. I mean, more so on the animal basis that we live on a planet, yeah, with all these other fucking creatures. You know what I mean? And then we 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 watch these programs like Pokemon and fucking stuff like that. And we're like, oh, look at all these cool. And we're like, yeah, but there's things like fucking electric eels that we live on the same planet as, and and that's not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is fucking amazing. If you like, combine we... an electric eel and a cat, like, that's a Pikachu! Just... Yeah. <laughs> that's how close yeah, exactly, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is weird, like, when you sort of, like, think about, like, what 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 is the real point of... Of... Being alive. Like... Yeah, like, all the problems we, we've kind of, like, self-made, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a, a million years ago, there was no sort of, like, politics about, you know, um, civil rights or whatever. Like, they didn't exist because there was nothing. So what you're saying is we should go back to those days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, just more, you know, like, like we're, I just think we should get along more, really. Like, just, like 
I feel sorry for like you hear astronauts when they come back from space talking about how it's amazing that we live on this rock that travels like thousands of miles an hour and how amazing the universe is and everything. And then they're sort of like accustomed to this constant awe of the universe and they have to come back down and read like Katie Hopkin articles and be like, for fuck's sake, is this really <laughs> yeah. what we're about? Like, come yeah. on. I, I actually get that feeling every time I scroll through my Twitter feed now. Like, every fucking thing is a point of contention for one group or another. And it's like, nobody can just have an opinion that's not, like, politicized or, like, fucking ridiculed or whatever. Like, I saw the other day, like, Bernie Sanders said, um, there is not a single state in America where you can be earning minimum wage and live in a one-bedroom apartment this is insane and like ben shapiro who i actually really respect even though like he i disagree with him on like a lot of like a lot of stuff um yeah. but i still I, I still really like him and i follow him and he was like oh, that's why there's shared accommodation or uh living at home or whatever and it's like the, the fact that your political leanings lead you to read a sentence like that. That's just a sentence. It's just a fact. And think, yeah, well, here's why that's fine. Instead of like, instead of like thinking of a solution for it or like trying to empathize. Yeah. Like it's all just a big pile of fuck. And it's like, I don't know. Like the I, I have like a TV beside my computer monitor, and it's hooked up to my other computer. And it's it's the Carlsberg advert of the guy sitting on the moon with a beer looking at Earth. And it's my background because I look at it and just think, like, that's what it would be like if you were on the moon with a beer. I don't think that you would read your Twitter feed and feel, like, actual anxiety or, <laughs> like, actual frustration when you boil it down to the fact that we're just a bunch of pricks on a rock in space. <laughs> I, I do think it it is it is sad that, like... We've had this divide now where a guy can't read a tweet and his first like thought isn't, wow, that's crazy, we should do something about that. But instead, his first thought is, that's disgusting, I need to tell this idiot why he's wrong. Like, or, just, or just like, like, or just yeah. like he he is from a different political persuasion than me, therefore I disagree. Like, it's, 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 it's that thing, right, where there is no such thing as a liberal who doesn't believe in global warming. Like, you have to be a Republican to not believe in global warming, right? Mm. Like, why is that? I just don't get why. How can something like that be politicized? Like, how can science, which is essentially just a bunch of facts, or rather, understandings, or research, or, you know, even theories. if it's not... Draw yeah, yeah, theories. Like, it's like... I don't, can we not just let that be the thing? Why is it that like 97% of scientists are like, yeah, the earth is warming and humans are having a definite impact on it. And then like, why why do right-wing Republican or like right-wing politicians think they can be like, well, that's not true. It's like, no, you don't get to say that just because you like believe in God or whatever. Like, yeah. fuck off. It's just, I don't know. I, the thing is, we've not quite got to a point yet where we've separated science from religion. That is weird because, obviously, because you've almost had this thing where, like, people think religion has been around a lot longer than science, or religious people think religion has been around, but they've been around as long as each other. Like, science has been around forever. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah, but 
you can't like <laughs> you can't ignore facts. Like it it, it is a thing. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's just, Richard Gervais yeah. made a really good point, and he said that if you like destroyed all religious books, they would never come back. Whereas if you destroyed all of scientific books, they would come back because we can study them again and we'll regain that knowledge. And I don't know, like the whole point of like global warming and so on, like people only like I don't understand how. I mean, I'm not really that knowledgeable on American politics, but like I'm pretty sure like uh, the American government. Um, gives the budget for NASA. So to disagree with like something you give money to, like I just don't understand how you can be like, we'll give you this much money. Can you please study more? Uh, but we disagree with literally nearly everything. Like, what is the problem? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you giving them money then? Like, if you really so passionately believe, like, why are you giving them twenty billion dollars? It's just. I think I think NASA is actually in the independent, but that I get your point. No, they got um, um Trump has just announced some funding thing to NASA, did he not, yeah. in the last couple of yeah, days? Yeah, I thought it was an independent... Oh, it might... I don't know. I it's an it independent was. agency, but it's, like, branched from the government. In the right. movie Interstellar, they um, are not government-funded. Yeah, oh, there, there we go. Maybe that's what I'm getting from. <laughs> well, I mean, NASA don't have any scientists that aren't American. Isn't that true? Um, Jesus, I can't tell you. how, like, because that's like why um, Tim Peake, for instance, like he he's with the ESA space agency. So I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, NASA is American. Like it's an independent agency, but they're funded mainly by um, the American government. I I think there is a British scientist working for NASA that I think I heard her being interviewed like a few months ago about um, those exoplanets that were found. You know, the, right. the the new planets that they found, like, a while ago? Yeah, 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 I've just found out that you don't have to be American, but you have to be an American citizen to be a NASA employee. Oh, because wow. you're a civil servant of the federal government. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so, they're, yeah, so, yeah, so they're civil servants. And they're, yeah, wow. So, that's pretty damn cool. Go NASA, am I right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would like to take the conversation to the next logical branch off from that um, and talk about mountain goats because <laughs> they're fucking amazing right like I was watching um, The Simpsons when I was younger I'm sure uh, some of you have heard of it it's a cartoon and there's a, an episode where Homer becomes Mr. Plow and <laughs> there's a great line in it where he's like this truck is as sure footed as a mountain goat <laughs> And uh, anyway, I always heard that and thought, yeah, that's a funny thing. And then I decided to Google mountain goats today because I knew I was recording this podcast and I had to come up with animals that had superpowers. And mountain goats treat like actual cliffs that are like at a 90 degree angle. They treat it like it's just a fucking staircase. It's mental. Their ability to walk around on like ridiculous surfaces is just unparalleled by anything else. And it doesn't make any sense because like... They're the same, you know, they're they're a four-legged animal. They're like a dog or a horse or whatever. But for some bizarre reason, they're just able to walk along the jaggiest, rockiest, steepest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, do we know how many die a year attempting them, though? Like, attempting, like, really, like, steep, Um, like... 
with absolutely no knowledge or research of that whatsoever, mm-hmm. my estimate would be zero. Mm. And that is a fact. I mean, that, that's impressive, yeah. isn't it? That's really good. I would have heard of it if they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least in constant communication with the mountain goats. That's true. Um, my wasn't there planet. a segment on them on planet Earth? Ooh. Wow. I only top. have the uh, frozen planet one, so... I, uh, I recall the other night, but yeah, they're... Pretty damn impressive. I mean, I'm terrified of heights. I mean, I wouldn't say I have a phobia of heights, but oh yeah, I could not. I give credit to the mountain goat because I. Could yeah, I mean, they have zero like uh, like they don't care whether they fall or not, do they? Really, like they don't. Yeah, they have zero fucks to give, genuinely. Yeah. And they, I mean, I, it is weird that like normal normal goats are just on the ground. Like, what are these idiots doing? Like, just be on the ground. <laughs> how and the then, fuck did they evolve? Yeah. How? Yeah. How did that happen? Mountain goats are like, I'm on a mountain, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. It's 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 very strange. Like, I'm looking at lots of them right now, and the thing is, they all differ in looks. Like, there's a lot of mountain goats that look like really weird. Um, fucking reindeer hybrid type things so that's weird but then there's other ones that just look like normal goats you know so um, I think if we could get some kind of goat expert on the podcast to explain what the fuck is going on there that would be awesome yeah that's Um, a two hour podcast oh for sure (laughs) guarantee you we could do it could definitely get a two-hour podcast out of that. What if I, I don't know why we're not harnessing like the power of like the mountain goat in some like really study. I'm sure they must be really studying them, but like I don't know what, why like, we're not the... harnessing the spirit of the mountain goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get some get some uh, voodoo experts in on that because that's yeah. Um... Because like, I mean, it is true. Like a lot of human beings suffer from. Um, height like that. They don't like heights. Um, yeah, a lot I mean, of human beings really, suffer really from like death. Going upstairs, <laughs> to be honest, like I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I do worry about falling down the stairs. Like, I not worry about it like, daily, but sometimes if I really think about going down the stairs, I'll start <laughs> to feel anxiety. Like everything. Yeah, like the anxiety. <laughs> holy fuck! Like, what if I fall here and like just that's it? Like, you fall down the stairs, there's a chance, bang, your head gone. That's it. Like, well, that man goat doesn't even fucking care. It doesn't have to, like, stairs aren't even a thing for him. He's gone above stairs. He's gone to, like, steep fucking walls and shit. Like, this like is unbelievable. 15, I mean, this is a number just, 10, like, I want to say 10,000 feet or something. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really, really high up, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Credit to the mountain goats, as I said. Yeah. I... Respect. Does anyone else get that thing where it's like you're not actually afraid of falling from the height, you're afraid that you'll jump? Yeah, no, I do have that sometimes. Like, what if I just leapt now? Like, my brain just decided to be like, ah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also get it when, like, I have a gun in my hand. I'm like, I could kill every single one of you right now. <laughs> I don't own a gun. <laughs> I do I do have that fear, like, when I have, like, I go over, like, a drain, and I have my phone in my hand. Like, what if I just drop my phone right now, and it goes in the drain? And then I realize that, like, no, like, a normal person doesn't just drop their phone. Like, like I've got a hold of my phone in my hand, like, I'm on it, like, I'm texting, but, like, every time I go over a drain, I'm like, oh, be sure to really hold on to it here, because <laughs> this, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> what do you, um, Ali, what, how old are you actually? You're like a few years younger than me, right? I'm 18. Yeah, so many years younger than me. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you're just three years younger than me, so that's... <laughs> Lou Smart, you're my dad. <laughs> um, I, it's, um, fucking hell, you're 18, that's ridiculous. Um, Woody Allen would like to have a word with you. Uh, no, but I was gonna ask you what... It's not, Ali's not his daughter, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what you think about, like, the like literal like symbiotic relationship that humans have developed with their phones but if you're 18 you've probably never lived in a world where that wasn't a thing right so you might not even know yeah. that this yeah. is not normal do you, do you remember vhs's or no no yeah i do i remember vhs yeah i'm not that oh, okay sorry i remember vhs's yeah well they they're still in in Wizbeck. they haven't even got <laughs> yeah. like mini yeah. discs yeah or, yeah yeah yeah, it's a the, I've still got a vast collection of VHSs. Yeah. When a new really... song comes out, Lucemore has to download it off LimeWire and put it on his mini disc player, and it takes him two days. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. Yeah, but I do, I do wonder about the impact that that because, like you were saying, Lucemore, that you walk past the drain and and like you feel like you have to hold on to your phone tire. Like I can't go anywhere without my phone. Like yeah. I, I and I don't even depend on my phone for a lot. I really just depend on it so that I can look at my Twitter timeline and feel like I need to die. But other than that, like <laughs> I get no, I get nothing from owning a phone. But I still have to carry it with me everywhere I go because what if I get in an argument with someone on a bus and I know I'm right and I have no way of proving it? Just... Okay, now this I can actually contribute to because um, I went a whole month without any internet um. About two years ago, I went I went to Ghana and Togo, and um, I just had no internet for a whole month. And at first, like, I was like, "Oh my god, how am I gonna like reply to Facebook comments and so on?" And but you like, use once, your mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, once you sort of accept that you don't have your phone, it genuinely makes. Uh, this sounds like such a cliche, and someone like I don't know would probably say. But it's so much more relaxing. Like you genuinely feel like a sense of calm that you don't have to apply to anyone. Um, that's because I hate people. But you know, I also hate them. But also, I feel like that's why I need to constantly be observing them and commenting on them. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Earth is flat. It is you flat. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fake six moon landings. Yeah, no, I know. But, but um, I, I, I think. Um. Nope, that thought is completely gone. Um, you can you can speak now. <laughs> it's gone to the point we've we've come to the point where I mean I don't know what phones you have, but um, like my iPhone has night shift. Like humans use their phones so much now that like companies have had to like alter the screen brightness and make it more yellow because of like the damage. Um, like I think it's blue light that can cause to the retina, which is just ridiculous. Like we've come to the point where. Companies have to intervene and be like, okay, you're going on your phone too much. We're going to alter the screen, like, color so it makes it easier for your eye. It's not only is... uh, the, dam the like, physical damage it does to your retina, right? Which is, which is really substantial, by the way. And for anyone listening who's concerned about that, download a desktop app to your computer called uh, Flux. It's F.LUX. Yeah. I have it on, like, every computer I've ever owned since, like, 2009 because I get migraines as a result of that. Like, yeah. the... Um, the, the like screen uh, brightness and stuff so just download that app and your your screen will be orange at nighttime and you won't notice it 
like you'll notice it the first day and you'll be like that's weird but then from then you'll adjust to it and what it does is it stops the blue light and it helps you sleep better and like it genuinely does um the the blue light doesn't just do damage to your retina but uh overexposure to blue in general um it it reduces the amount of serotonin uh, no the amount of melatonin that your brain produces so like it literally disrupts your ability to sleep like your brain stops producing melatonin based on yeah. overexposure to blue and I, I assume that's because the sky is blue, so it's daytime when it's blue. I don't know, so, something to do with that, probably. But, um, yeah, it's it's really, really bad to be looking at screens all the time. Like, it just is doing untold damage to us, and we're kind of just living in a big technological experiment right now. So, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was just talking to my uh, grandma today, and she, my, my little, my cousin's son, that makes him my second cousin mm. something it makes uh, him your um, son i think yes no i'm not woody <laughs> allen um this is way way too many woody allen references yeah i know one. um but yeah he uh he might have asperger's or something like that but um apparently he he is he never touches a pen or a pencil it like he doesn't do any of that stuff he but he knows how to perfectly work an iPad, like, he doesn't know colours, like, he can say, like, if you say to him, uh, what colour is that, he'll tell you what colour it is, but he won't know what it is on, like, a pencil or something like that, he won't be able to, like, draw it, and it's just, to me, like, that, that's kind of, like, the result we're going in, like, children are becoming far more, I don't know, like, maybe reserved, because they're just more likely to go on an iPad and play... I don't know what they what a child does on an iPad. Like, they play games or whatever. They're not Googling Logan anyway. Look at porn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's porn, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> From the age of five, they're straight on Pornhub. It's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that's that's not true. <laughs> um, Do you think that's a bad thing, though? Like, like I don't know. I mean, I, I can only, like... Broken. I mean... Because they're going to live... I mean, my, my child, I didn't, like, own a phone until I was into my teens. I mean, that's just because of the nature. They didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we had, like, Nokia 3210s when I was, like, That's the greatest phone of all time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, up until that point, like, I had a childhood where I still went outside and pretended to be a cowboy or, you know, the or an Indian because I was slightly tan. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just... I don't know, but... It, See, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I was a very introverted kid. Like, I had like phases of being immensely extroverted and like, st- and like, I don't know, interests in sports and stuff. But for the most part, I would come home from school and watch The Simpsons. Like, I remember, like, my routine was from age, I think, nine onwards. Uh, well, no, more like eleven, I guess. Um, I would come home from school. And then at fucking, I don't know, 5 o'clock, it's two episodes of Friends on E4. Then 6 o'clock, it's The Simpsons on RTE2. Then half 6 is Home and Away, which is the greatest soap opera of all time. Then at yeah. 7, you flip over to Sky 1 for two episodes of The Simpsons. 
And then uh, at 8 o'clock, I think it gets a little bit fuzzy. There's a lot of wrestling in there. I don't know. But, oh, I used to watch Fear Factor all the time and stuff. But, like, that was, like, my childhood was largely TV. And I, I don't really know a lot of children because, like, A, I'm terrified of them. And, B, I, they're just not really good at conversation. But um, my girlfriend has a niece who, um, like, I've babysitted her a few times and stuff. And it is unbelievable to me the power of tv um like specifically cartoons and the way that children are attracted to the color schemes and stuff and like this kid like she'll watch hours and hours and hours of peppa pig and like she's a really bright kid so i'll preface it with that but like i'm pretty sure she has no clue what's going on in the storylines or like who any of the characters are or whatever like she's just staring at the colors and the way they move and stuff i think like i don't know that that's got a real like a, like a cerebral effect on their attention levels and stuff like it's i don't know it's crazy to me it just seemed so surreal to watch it was like like a moth to a flame just oh i must look at this the bright color. It, it, it is kind of like a brainwashing thing like yeah, almost totally. like a parenting technique would be like i we don't know what to do with them stick them in for their television they'll be brainwashed for three hours they'll be fine it's okay yeah um I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, as yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I still, as a kid, like played video games a lot and watched a lot of TV. But whenever the sun was out, like, um, you know, I would go outside. You'd and play go football. to the shop and buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every morning, yeah, twenty p for the sun back then. It was. Yeah. Uh, and you still have change to get the bus home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, because it was Wizbeach. We got the sun from like the 1960s, so um, <laughs> yeah. we were still really old, really old. News. The headlines yeah. all said Heil Hitler. It was really fucking weird. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you... I'd, I'd like to know more about it. If, if someone like came up to you, like say Elon Musk came up to you and he was like, "So we, I was talking earlier about he's worked on Neuralink," and he was like, "Would you like to be like one of the first people to live in a sort of..." Um, virtual, like, would you be interested in living in a virtual reality? Yeah, sign me up. Seriously? Yeah. What, what part of that appeals to you? Everything about it. Um, I guess, I think I spend, like, 95% of my life just dreading the fact that I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in the world, or in the universe, even. So, like, if, if someone was like, hey, go live in this simulation i'd be like hell fucking yeah because that's somewhere where i have a complete grasp on everything that's going on around me <laughs> like i i just With, that, like i need that like i need to live see, in a video game like see i think that'd work if i knew if i didn't know that i was going to be living in virtual reality it's like if you give a baby who'd never seen the outside world the vr i think they'd have like a great time but if you give it to me now like i know that's not reality so i think it take away the effect of like so if I would say, like, in an avatar world, I'd be like, okay, this is really cool, but this is not, like, I know it's not reality, so... Well, like, know. if, I, if I you that... give a baby a pile of keys, they're, they're fucking delighted with that. So, like, I think you set the bar too low. <laughs> with <the game. laughs> but, I, I, like, I don't, there's something weirdly captivating about doing something that you are choosing to do. It's the freedom of choice of, like, that's the reason why people play Farmville, even though, like, it's like that joke in The Simpsons where Marge is like, can you guys do some yard work? And Bart and Lisa are like, hell no. And then they go to the carnival and they're, and they're like, I want to go in on the yard work simulator. And they just go and do it. Like, 
that's a joke, but it's also a really astute observation of the fact that, like, there's these games like fucking Truck Simulator and stuff where you just drive a truck around Europe. It's like, you can go and, like, you can take a week off work, rent a car, and you can, like, literally do that. Like, yeah. like surely that would be way better, but it's not. It's It's so much more fun to play thing doing a thing instead of actually doing a thing and that's why i think if i was thrown into a simulation or like some sort of vr everything i do there would be complete freedom of choice it would just be a lucid video game experience like i think that that is like the pinnacle of existence because you have no like mental responsibility to try and figure out what's going on around you you don't have to provide any form of critical analysis and you don't even have to have reactions to things in real time because it's fine it's just a game it's just stuff that's being thrown at you you know what i mean like it's mm. like the the world can't hurt you <laughs> in a simulation i think the reason like people like enjoy it so much is more like the instant gratification they get from it so like if i wanted to meet up with someone to like have a conversation like, I'd have to get the bus, meet them in town, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a long process. And it's actually, like, well, I can just text them. Like, it's more, in, like, people prefer that instant. Like, you said earlier about the um, truck simulator driving through Europe. You can do that in real life. But people are like, oh, that's so long. I have to do this and this and this. Whereas, like, they can just log online and instantly sort of, like, transform into that world. And I think that that's, like, what we were talking earlier. Like, the symbiotic relationship. Like, people just so accustomed to, like instant sort of gratification of a product yeah i'm willing to go along with that because like i've noticed lately the last few months or so i've i've become like really really withdrawn to a point where i'm like genuinely questioning like why i don't really like to go outside that much anymore and um i feel like even like tonight like i'm supposed to go meet my friend after we record this but it's it's nearly half nine and, like, I, I have to be up for work so early and stuff. It's like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I have too many reasons to not go. And it's not that, like, it's it's a mate that I haven't seen in a long time. And, like, I love him and I, I really want to go and, like, have a good conversation and catch up with him. But, like, there's just too many reasons to not do that right now. But I feel well, like... Yeah. I, I don't know you, but I, I kind of like uh, new plans. Sorry. It's like, it's kind of like, it's just a weird enjoyment myself where I get like, like because you kind of take charge of it you're like you know what I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it. like I'm gonna not gonna do this thing that they want me to do I'm you sound like on. you're you, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. your uh, your connection just like died and you sounded like you were high as balls <laughs> and like none of what you said made any sense whatsoever yeah I got none of that and only half of that is true <laughs> Um, say some stuff, Lucemore. I think you, I think you, your connection is KO'd. Uh, hello? Yeah, I heard that. Oh. So is it still good? Yeah, it's good, no. yeah. So what did you oh, say okay. again? All I heard was like, I think so, hands, because... <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. I was deliberately taking tiny <laughs> pauses <laughs> to throw you all off. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> It was a commentary on our ability to take in information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really going nuanced with the with the whole thing. Um, do you want to repeat it? Uh, no, I I just think bit more people nowadays just like. I mean, for me, I I kind of like. Not I don't enjoy cancelling plans, but it's a thing where I'm just like 
I have other, like, I just don't want to, and, uh, uh, and then you just decide in yourself that you don't want to go out, and it's kind of, like, satisfying, you know, like a, uh, in a sociopath kind of way, like, you... You know what it is? It's satisfying in a, this is the right thing to do because I am a complete piece of shit kind of way. It's satisfying yeah. in, in the calling in sick to work way. Where, like, yeah, even yeah. when you're literally sick and you cannot go to work, you still call in and you still put on a voice. And they're like, okay, get some rest. And you put the phone down, you turn around in your bed, and you you just think to yourself, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I don't even deserve this job. Like, it's... <laughs> Like, but like, ha- part of you is like, this is great. I get to go to sleep. But the other part is like, overriding dread and shame. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I think that's just gen- I- life in general. What were you gonna say, Ali? Would I be making like a sort of too much of a leap if I said that goes back to the instant gratification? Like when I make plans with someone, in my head I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Like we'll go play paintball, whatever. Okay, but it comes to the day I'm like, oh my god, I actually have to like go through the effort of getting there and everything, and it's just like the idea seemed really nice, but the process doesn't. Yeah, I think because it, I mean, for me, it's always like I gotta get up, and then I've yeah, gotta exactly. re- eat some food, and then I know when I come home I'll probably have a headache for some reason because I've been out all day and I probably haven't like dehydrated, I've dehydrated, I've not drank enough water. Or something. I'll have a headache. I'll hate myself because I've not enjoyed the day, even though it's been a nice day. And then I'll uh, just like, oh, well, just I might as well sleep some more for fuck's sake, you know. We are the fucking worst generation ever. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we're like if you took a monkey and like gave it like the perfect brain. Yeah, but like you made it hate itself for every single thing that it does, so it never gets to do any of the things that it wants to do. It's like, yeah. oh, I'll cure world peace. Oh, why did I decide to do this? I'm such a fucking idiot. I hate. And then it starts <laughs> kicking itself in the head until it bleeds out on the floor, and that's basically our generation. Yeah, yeah, like we're the, we're like simultaneously the best and the worst generation. Yeah. Like I can totally see in ten years' time, like. A person going, oh, I'd love to go on holiday. YouTube.com, travel vlogs. Oh, this is like a holiday. Like, people have just become yeah, accustomed to, I don't know, in, like complete laziness. But yeah, again, there's people there that are just doing ridiculous things every single day. It's like, I, I'm uh, I'm thinking of going to New York. Um, to I know someone who lives there. And um, I, I was like saying to her, like, yeah, I want to go on a pub crawl and I want to eat like ridiculously oversized portions of bar food and stuff and she's like no let's let's go like see the sites and go to museums and shit and i'm like bitch i can fucking google all of that stuff (laughs) i can fucking look at a picture of the statue of liberty on google and that's the same fucking thing as being there like i don't fucking need to experience it in person like, it makes no difference to my life if I see something in person or if I look at a picture of a thing. And I know that so many people are listening to this and going, wow, that guy just doesn't appreciate, like, blah. Like, I do, I understand, like, the beauty in just aesthetics of design and art and, like, architecture and stuff like that. I get it completely, but I just get the same fucking thing when I look at the thing. If I, the only reason that I would go there would be so I could get a good Instagram picture for it. Like... <laughs> Do you understand how how hard it is to have that as an actual opinion and not hate yourself for knowing that you're literally wrong, but there's nothing you can do about it? Like, I don't... uh, It's just... 
Wikipedia is like my museum, and Google Images <laughs> is my going outside <laughs> that let me I eat the pub food and get so drunk that I forget where I'm staying. <laughs> we, the problem is that we have been ruined as a generation because we're the first ones to be... We've got information at our fingertips. We've got all the pictures of... We've got everything at, at, on our phones, literally. Like, we can Google anything, and it's right there. And that's kind of made us a little bit like... Uh, like we're just uh, I don't want to. I've already got the picture on my phone. I don't want to. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's great that I, I think we, you know, our, our generation will cure cancer and they'll, you know, be the breast, the 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 best version. You of... just said breast. Did you say breast? <laughs> I did say breast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. We will be the best breasts. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, yeah. Some would um, say we already are. <laughs> I don't know why I said that as if I have a really obvious boob job or something like that. Like, yeah. some would say we already are. Check these. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I've been traveling like quite a bit, but like, I asked someone who recently went to Costa Rica, and I was like, "Oh my god, what's it like? I'd love to go there. What's it like?" And he was like, "Imagine what it looks like in your head." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "That's exactly what it is," and that's so true with traveling. Like, as much as I love it. You can just imagine the place, and it'll be exactly the same. So if you went to that place expecting anything different, you will be disappointed. Yeah, in because, fact, it'll probably because, be a little bit worse. Like Yeah, because you've just had this amazing image of, like, for instance, you're talking about New York. So, like, I have this insane image of New York, and I, I assume people, like, have the same of London. And I go to London, and it's, okay, it's nice and all, but there are absolute shit parts of it. And you will see that, and you'll be like, what the fuck, this is not what Google Images promised me yeah london does nothing to me as a city like it's, yeah i went to london i hate london i, I don't hate it i just ugh, it's fine too many people but whatever like that's fine they got their whole london thing going on <laughs> the whole fuck I, literally I, I every it. person around me <laughs> thing going on but i hate how populated it is and at the same time i really really want to go to tokyo because tokyo is apparently one of those places where no matter how much you imagine it it's just like a completely different world yeah. And it's amazing. There's a few places I want to go to in Japan and and stuff like, but I don't know. Like, I like I would like to go to Tokyo, but I have a feeling that I would hate every second of it while I'm there. Yeah, my housemate um has been to Tokyo, been to Japan even quite a few times, and I was like, oh, Tokyo looks amazing. And he just gave me like the biggest eye roll. And he's like, there are so many places in Japan that are just amazing, but you, that like, I've just been, you know accustomed to like oh tokyo is amazing like bright lights blah 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 yeah there's a forest in japan where everyone goes to kill themselves for some reason <laughs> that's really appealing <laughs> <laughs> is that like actually because i've heard about that but is that more of a thing like a few people committed suicide so now everyone goes there was it like an ongoing thing yeah it, it's called the jukai uh j-u-k-a-i but its actual name is like the aokigahara uh uh, jungle or forest, rather. Don't know why I said jungle. Um, it's it? not called like su- suicide park. Or something. No. <laughs> it, 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 if I mean, if you Google the suicide forest, you will find it. Um, oh. They so I, I think there was some like love story written in the fifties about it, where the two main characters commit suicide in that forest at the end. And I guess it must have been one of those like catcher in the rye type stories that like. Uh, entranced a bunch of like like um 
you know that weird stage of adolescence where you want to kill yourself every day? I think it was like that like that's the generation that it touched or whatever so people did start going there to kill themselves and then it just kind of became a thing and i i I partly think they play it up for um tourist reasons as well because i watched this swedish documentary where they went through the forest and, and like a lot of the ropes and stuff hanging off trees are just props like you like a guy tries swinging out of them and there's no way that it could hold the person up but they also do an annual body hunt where they go and fish out all the bodies and they find a lot of corpses in there every year. And there's there are even people who like like homeless people go in there to to loot bodies and stuff and apparently they find like What the fuck? Yeah, so it's, um, I mean you imagine the the homeless people looting the bodies isn't as weird as the annual body hunt which sounds like an easter egg hunt but not for children yeah the uh, president of japan like leads a bunch of people through the forest as yeah. well and whoever finds the most bodies wins those bodies with ten thousand japanese dollars yeah <laughs> could you imagine if like theresa may was like oh this is a forest where like loads of people commit suicide and we're gonna advertise this for tourism like people would lose their fucking yeah. brains it, it's, see, the it's, it's not that they actually advertise it right but it's like I, I feel like it's... You were so well known. It's advantageous for your town to have a sinister edge. Like, stuff like that is just good for business. Like, I mean, I it's am a, a... Like, I'm an example There's of a cafe that. outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come buy your rope here. Uh, nah, no. that's terrible. But, uh, <laughs> no, it is true. Like, if, if there's, like, a guy, like, a murderer who lived in the town and he killed he killed seven people in that home and that, that house becomes a place that tourists visit. It's true. Like, this is where seven people were murdered. Isn't that exciting? But look at well, the, the catacombs in Paris. That's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a tomb. Like, that's what you're... I mean, I'm from Sweden. I was born, I was born and lived there. And, like, um, during the winter... Um, I think everyone knows this. During the winter, it's basically really fucking cold and really shit. What? And a lot- oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. Scandinavia is cold? Swedish people believe- see in pure <laughs> electricity. What? <laughs> you won't believe the Swedish fact. <laughs> but, um, so, like, we, we used to get lessons in the winter about, like, not suicide prevention, but, like, basically telling us, like, Oh, like summer will come and it'll be really nice. And like they give out like not free holidays, but a lot of holiday time during the winter as well. Like to basically say fuck off for three weeks, just get some sun and vitamin D, and then come back a happier person. Just because of how many people commit suicide then. Yeah, it's like that's why Christmas was originally invented as a like it's basically a celebration of surviving the winter because. Winter is just miserable for 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 the reason that like winter used to mean that people like literally die, but also the uh, what's it called seasonal disassociative disorder or disaffective disorder, where yeah, like uh... lack of exposure to sunlight makes you like literally sadder. It reduces the serotonin intake in your it's, brain. Yeah. It's like it, it yeah. fucks you up. Like you feel a sense of dread when the evenings get shorter because it messes with your circadian rhythm and. I know so many big words that I sound like I know exactly what you're talking about, but I just made like half of that up. So it's literally why old people move to Florida in America because it's the sunshine state or some bullshit. Yeah, I, I remember just like had enough of winter. I remember like during the winter we'd get like literally a couple, and by couple I mean like two to three hours of sunshine a day, and like I didn't realize like how sad I was until then. Like we used to go every winter to like Dubai or Tunisia or somewhere like that where it's a bit you know warmer and I'd literally step off the airplane and just feel like a radiation of happiness sweep by me 
It, like, the effect it has on you is just ridiculous. It's, yeah. I, it's not nice. Like, I, I got off the plane in Singapore and I was like, this is too fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we left Sweden, I remember once, and it was like minus 17. And, like, we were like over, like, you know, onesies, but like thicker, basically. And I was still wearing that in the airport, and I got off in Dubai, and it was like 45 degrees. And I was like, holy shit. And I, like, I didn't even know what a vest was. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I like this is fucking ridiculous. Like I'm sweating like a monkey. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. But yeah. Yeah, um, like I don't, I don't think the body's used to like forty degree shifts within mm, a few hours. Nor should it be. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, but back think... to back to mountain goats. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the Google image page of mountain goats open. I mean. You know, honestly, I don't think, like, I wouldn't, like, okay, maybe mountain goats is a bit too far, but, like, the amount of genetic modification that, like, gene therapy that they're trialing now, especially, in, I don't know why, but France is really fucked up. Like, they do a lot of stuff that I don't understand how it's legal. Um, but it seems like they've just bypassed all the, I don't know. I'm assuming there's, like, a governing body of science that says, do not do this. Um, but they're really interested in like manipulating like superhumans. Like there's um I'm gonna butcher this completely, but there's like KV one one point three gene, and it's to do with like the odors and like the smell. And they've unblocked it. So basically, they just put a drug in into mice and they unblocked it. And the mice can smell up to ten thousand times like increased factor. And I think the, the the scientific article I was reading it was talking about how um. In France, there are people like their career as like a perfumer, and they need to identify 600, 600 basic compounds, and it takes seven years of training to do that job. And I feel like they've just been like, "Fuck this, we're just using gene therapy to, you know, cancel that out." But yeah, like they 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 do a lot of experiments where they're just trying to create really weird stuff and unblocking certain genes for us to have like superhuman powers. France is a super interesting country for its contribution to understanding of psychology and psychiatry. Like, if if you ever look up different uh, psychological conditions and stuff, like, pretty much everything we know about all of them comes from France. Like, it's actually crazy the level of input they've had in that scientific field. Like, I, I think they're really, like, ahead of the curve in terms of how in touch with... Um, I, I I don't know, like not quite genetics, but more like the self. They are like they're they're usually characterized as really highly emotional people, and I feel like the average French person is probably more in touch with their like their potential and their abilities and their emotional landscape than like any other country. And I I, I mean I'm I'm hypothesizing that based on what I've read uh, like in psychology and stuff, and and also conversations i've had with dr john about different psychological conditions and stuff but there are so many pioneers in that field from france so like it doesn't surprise me that they're getting in ahead of the curve in like genetic modification and stuff like that as well because they've already bossed the whole um psychological education field would you be interested in like being sort of a not a trial but like if you knew it would work would you be like sign me up for everything i want like superhuman powers not really i really i the only superpower that i need 
is crystal meth, baby. No, I, I, I really <laughs> like to have... Um, like, I feel like I'm fine. Like, I think I have a perfectly active mind, and the only thing that gets in my way is myself. So I think if, if I could just have the ability to be as lazy as I am, but become as... But do all the things that I want to do, but can't for whatever reason. Like, I, if, if there was a drug that gave you motivation that was available for, like, fifty nine ninety nine a month, <laughs> which is what I spend on... No, um... Just, I don't know, if they could... You know the movie Limitless? If they could just... Yes. Just make me do that. I'm down with that. Just, if, if I could just consume knowledge at the flick of a switch or whatever, like, that's fine. As long as I get to keep my own brain and be able to think like myself, then... Yeah. I don't, I don't think... I don't... I mean, I don't think I have the... Right now, currently, I mean, it depends... I mean, I couldn't do, like, the... I, I wouldn't want all the superpowers, like... Like, because then you'd have to... Like like save people and shit, and like I know on a, like a Tuesday morning I'd be like nah like, fuck there's a there's a there's a what going on in Africa no I just um there's I recorded the Walking Dead yeah. from last night I need to watch that like I don't I, I don't know I I think like there's certain superpowers that would be cool like invisibility would be great like and you could probably get away with not using it for good um. Well, also not evil. Just, just get away with using it in an everyday sort of like way, but so that um, you could say you were at the party and talk about yeah. it, but you don't have to actually fucking interact with anybody. Exactly that sort of thing. Yeah, sneak into the uh, cinema to see movies. Sneak um, into mass so you can be at church, but you don't have to give anything to the to the church. To the, the yeah, the, yeah. Because that's the worst, isn't it? Like having to like. That's the only thing that stops me from going to mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the pressure from like giving money at the end of it. I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, the social and and the offering each other a sign of peace, having to shake people's hands. I'm just not into that either. Yeah. Yeah. We just fist bump instead or something. And also the whole eating the the uh, biscuit of Christ thing. I'm not. That's weird because like it's just odd to me that like. He comes back from the dead, and we just get straight in there, start eating his corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there must be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're honoring him with cannibalism. Yeah. Don't you get it? No, no, I don't. I don't understand drink the happening. Lord's blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you drink his blood. I don't know why I'm doing this. Isn't it really weird that they probably buy that blood for like nine ninety nine in Tesco? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't yeah. know. Catholicism, bros, it's fucking weird. We <laughs> were... I was in a lecture today, and our lecturer was talking about how to get a milligram of a certain protein, he needed 260 litres of um, human blood. <laughs> and I just felt like, what, like, what the fuck? You needed 200... Like, 260 litres of donated blood, and they got a milligram of a protein they wanted to study. How many, I felt like that. I was like, there's there's ten pints of blood in the human body. How how many how many liters is that? That's like five liters, give or take, right? Like five point five liters or something like that. So he um, needs he needs like essentially fifty humans worth of blood. I think it's like ten gallon, no, not gallons. Jesus Christ, then, ten pints so a, a of pint, blood. A pint is. Hold on, I am surrounded by two pint glasses. It must say it on one somewhere. A pint is like 568 milliliters, I think. So, 
you know, you got ten of those in a person. So that's like... That's like... Yeah, five and a half litres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So that into... I am so nervous every time I attempt to do maths on my podcast because... (laughs) Because of past experiences. Yeah, I've been burned before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, numbers have not been kind to you. Numbers have not been kind to me. That's correct. You know the yeah. TV show Numbers, where they solve crimes by doing maths or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I would you not do. Solved, a- <laughs> you would have solved no crimes. <laughs> I would have just been like, I would have turned up to every crime scene and be like, hmm, it seems Woody Allen is active once again. <laughs> You'd be great in Countdown, <laughs> like yeah. just, just staring at the numbers. Wait, um, isn't Countdown a... Oh, yeah, they do a maths thing on there, too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, forget that. I would play the weird uh, game, though. This is slightly off-topic, but... um, I was reading about LSD, um, because when you have access to a lot of journals, that's what you do. Um, should I take LSD? No, I'm just joking. Um, In my and, experience? Like, <laughs> speaking from experience, yeah. yes. Um like apparently it makes people like very empathetic. Yeah. And they can like I feel it's like a story of how some people struggle to eat in the same room as other people because they're so empathetic to the levels they can if they eat with another person, they sort of they get full up just watching the other person eat. Yeah. So kids it's L L S D kind of shows you yourself in a completely different light. It's it's like it takes, it's like it removes your consciousness from your body, but it leaves all of your thoughts in there, so that you observe yourself as all of your thoughts. So like you're a spectator to yourself. That's all from what you're reading from the internet, isn't it? Al? Yeah, I I've yeah, never of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never done drugs, but um, it's like when you come down off an LSD trip, you sort of like immediately see the world in a completely different way like the context of every interaction is slightly different to varying degrees depending on how recently it's been since you took it but like when you i don't know just when you interact with people you you just see the entire situation differently yeah with more empathy is like a really good description of it because you're just more aware of things yeah yeah like the most druggy or i don't know hips hippie thing that like enters my mind is like when i read all these um animal superpowers say and like you know sharks the electricity and like all how different animals like bats they see in different ways like how the universe actually looks like because like obviously we see it in one way yeah but like if like the influence of drugs like lsd people have different accounts of how the universe is like maybe that's actually how the universe is and we're just not like able to we don't have the right other stimuli or nerve receptors to actually process it or see it in that wavelength and that's probable i think like i think it's more likely it is that way than it's not because to say oh the way we see it is the way it is is very i don't know self-centered maybe yeah because when you were saying all of that sorry when you were saying all that made up shit about sharks and the way they see (laughs) earlier i (laughs) Like, I was just thinking to myself, like, straight away, I was like, wow, the way I see the world is... This is another reason why the way I see the world is more than likely incorrect. Because as humans, we do this horrible thing of assuming that the way we see everything is the way that everything is, and it's not. 
And like we always think that when aliens come down that they're going to see us and be like, ah, you're the rulers of this planet. You're on our level. It's like, look at the way we treat other things that are on this planet. It's not very well. Like, yeah. like plants are living things, and we kill them in front of their children. Yeah. Hey, don't like, make it, fun it, of vegans. It is okay. weird. <laughs> it is weird that I spent most of my childhood, or not most, I say most, like I'm some sort of psycho, but a part of it, just kicking flowers. Oh, like, I used just... to pull, like, daisies apart, because how else yeah. was I going to know if she loves me? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, just the thing. I, I didn't fucking know that that was a living, breathing organism. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. like I don't know. It. I mean, if there's one thing we can take away from this podcast is that drugs are the only possible answer. Yeah. To anything. The only way you're gonna be happy, kids, is if you do LSD. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> and this is where I sign out of the Skype. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is um, this has been a really good episode though. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I I think I really like the way the title the ti- <clears throat> hi the title is going to be something like animals with unbelievable superpowers, and that will be true for the first forty five minutes. <laughs> and then, yeah. then things are going to get a little bit different to the conversation that you were expecting but that's cool i like it that's what we do um ali i'd actually like to have you back so that we can talk about more stuff about science yeah, that'd be and great. Shit. thank you for having me i guess not at all thanks for coming on and uh for doing all the literally all of the legwork <laughs> for that. that's... yeah you, you did come to the table with with stuff which is good you um... did the heavy lifting and hey don't discredit yourself for this more you you it wouldn't have been the same without you wait uh, did we mention the Wolverine uh, skunk bear? No, I'm, we've passed it. We've gone. Oh yeah, this is the end of the podcast now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I will cut that into the beginning. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, if I if I still have that piece of audio, I will definitely throw it in there when I edit this podcast. <laughs> this pod, um, I was about to say this podcast will be up early. It's like you're at the fucking end of it now, so I assume you know that. Um, no point in me announcing that. We should do a live one of these someday. I think that'd be good. Oh, how, how would that work? Yeah, how would that work? Who on knows? YouTube. Yeah, well, you can. Yeah, you can do it on YouTube or whatever. There's there's other platforms or ways that. To, I mean, to be honest, honest, it's never gonna happen because I don't do stuff that I say I'll do. But it's a good idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sounded good when you said it. Yeah. And I was like. Isn't that the main thing? It's that instant yeah. gratification. Like that's what we said earlier. It's, it's great making plans, but sticking to them now, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a, like yeah. Self-loathing is the price you have to pay, but that's a problem for you in the future. <laughs> so you're like, I can do this now, and it feels really good instantly. So that's mm. good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's how I started heroin. Good night, everyone. <laughs> that was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that, that was fun. I... How was that now for this Yeah, that's crazy. So you've waited long for this. A deep awakening comes in to sweep your sorry eyes. When there once was absent thoughts, now pictures
there you have it, folks. It turns out it was animal superpowers all along. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, as much as we enjoyed recording it, like I had a really good time. I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. So I'd like to do more episodes like this in the future. Hopefully you guys are looking forward to that. And the song ending the episode is The Tale of a Jet Black Swan by a band called Idiot Pilot. It was their last single before they disbanded, which uh, left me heartbroken because I was a huge fan. Um, they had two albums. One is called Strange We Should Meet Here and one is called Wolves. And they are from... I don't know, 2007, I think, is when Strange We Should Meet Here came out, so I'm going to guess that Wolves came out in 2009. But um, they're really good. I mean, if you're like a music purist, you'll listen to them and say, this is objectively bad, this is nonsense, this is people trying to be Radiohead. But it's really just two teenagers recording an album with some recording software, and for what it is, like I, I think they're really enjoyable. But uh, anyway, um, how is it relevant to this episode? You know, it's not, but a swan is an animal, and this episode referenced animals on more than one occasion so um i think it fits in there somehow anyways i'm gonna leave you with the rest of the song and as i said at the top of the episode if you want to leave a like leave a rating all of that stuff it really just helps to calm my anxiety and boost my ego back to a sustainable level so that's pretty much what it's all about and uh yeah anyway i've enjoyed i've been elden hero i hope you've enjoyed don't know why i said i've enjoyed i'm rushing this intro because i'm going out in like five minutes and i'm not ready so with all that out of the way fuck this Mind us not to blame or shy away our souls. Can't imagine all the pain you've been living with. I'm not sorry in the least for the things I never did. You got lots of information? Um, well, I mean, I did a lot of presentations at university regarding, like... But it, it's a lot of it is also, like, ethics. So, like, I did a presentation whether the intelligence of dolphins, like, warrants their own um, individual, like, sort of human rights. Man, so, like, I, I have, like, some background info on, like, animals and so on. So I'm hoping I can 
I mean, that's way more than I've brought to the table, so <laughs> I think we should be good. I don't think you should shoot down BuzzFeed articles that quickly. Uh, I've actually moved on from BuzzFeed. I'm, what, what, what? I'm on the Logan Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> We should talk about how a wolverine is actually not a female wolf. Like, that blew my mind when I figured that out. Like, what the fuck? A wolverine is a completely different animal from separate from a wolf? That's just ridiculous. What is it, then? Some other animal. Does it look like a wolf? I want to say yes. (laughs) I mean, in my head, I'm just picturing Chris Benoit murdering his family, so... (laughs) There is a lot evidence have you guys heard the story about the wolves and the dolphins and the evolution of that no please tell me that they crossbred at some point um sort of like there's a lot of theories um eddie barber style theories that it all stems from this one instance where a man was rowing on a lake um and he noticed the whistling of the dolphins uh was sort of in communication with the wolves and if you look at the old sort of, if you go back into the wolf sort of ancestors, their skeletons are remarkably similar to dolphins back then. So there's like quite a lot of theories that at some point they sort of cross. But like there's a lot of um, written like research papers about how dolphin and wolves are able to communicate, which is pretty, pretty fascinating. That's fucked up. Also, yes. we will keep that like the wolf. Right, this is the headline on Wikipedia: the Wolverine, also known as the Gulo Gulo, also referred to as the Glutton, the Cahayo, the Skunk Bear, or Quick Hatch. Right, Skunk Bear would have been an amazing uh, alternative <laughs> name. <laughs> it's actually, if you look at a picture of it, it does look like. I mean, the, the laziest bear. thing you could come up with to describe yeah. it is Skunk Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they're pretty, um, uh, pretty badass-looking creatures, to be fair. I would definitely not want to mess with them. I wouldn't like to mess with um, the gentleman that plays uh, Wolverine in the movie, Logan. Oh my god, yeah. Did you see the film? Yep. Oh my gosh. I, I think I saw that film like four times in cinema, and... I think I'm still blown away every single time. I want to see it again. I've only seen it the one time, but the Fast it was, the, or, sorry, the Fate of the Furious is out now, so I have to go see that next. Oh, yeah, well, it's tradition. It's tradition. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how many is this an eighth, ninth one? The eighth. The eighth. Jesus Christ! I I tweeted about the, a joke in 2014 about the prospect of an eighth Fast and Furious movie. And it fucking, it's, like, how are they still going? Like, that's not even fucking possible. And there's going to be a ninth one, too. Fuck off. No way. Well, this one's already made, like, $1,600 billion or whatever Mm. it is. It it, it overtook Star Wars, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Best gross opening weekend. But, like, they're fucking awesome movies, you know? Yeah, but, I don't know. I know, they're objectively bad, but (laughs) what can you do? Well, they kind of, like, they hit every, like, key demographic, don't they? Like, Yeah, that's what... You know what I mean? Like, there's an Asian person, and a woman, and a bald fella, and The Rock. And Paul and, Walker. And Paul Walker's ghost, <laughs> and cars, and a submarine, and Charlie's Theron, and a bigger submarine, and a tank. And, a, you know, it's just, like, how... Yeah, I mean... Fuck, like, that... I mean, no one's ever described 
a Fast and Furious movie as like objectively good, but it's like they're almost like perfect um, summer blockbusters, aren't they? Really, that's basically they're, what they're... they're objectively entertaining. I think yes. Yeah. Regardless of what you actually it's, think about the subject matter, they're great movies. It's professional wrestling on steroids. <laughs> yes, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I want to just make sure that this is recording because I have had problems lately, and I don't trust that it is recording. So I'm going to start the call again. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat>